Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Sorry we've been away, and thank you so, so much for sticking with us. We took quite a bit of time off, and we're looking to potentially take a little bit more. Uh, Is It Transphobic is figuring out what a quote-unquote season system would look like rather than regular updates as we have had them. Uh, For now, we have a few episodes we're going to release. Right now, you're listening to one of them. (laughs) Uh, And this one was requested by one of our donors on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash isatransphobic. um, And thank you so much for those of you that have and for those of you who uh, are willing to stick with us, even if we're not putting out content every single week week, month, etc., etc. It helps us keep the websites that we have hosting. Uh, We have bought isatransphobic.com. We're going to be putting that up very soon. Uh, It's just a matter of getting it built so that it looks and feels good for everyone going to it. Uh, That said, like I say, this was requested. I'm not sure if the person uh, wanted me to mention them by name, but if you're listening, know that you are loved by us, and we really appreciate it. But this is for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 1. Now, at the time of recording, I was friends on Facebook, but hadn't actually met MJ Kaufman, who I'll talk about in the review that we did. Uh, MJ is one of the staff writers on CAOS, is how I'm just going to how I'm going to refer to it for right now, just for quickness. but yeah, I can say after we've recorded this, I've met MJ, and they are just a fantastic person. Uh, I haven't talked to them about Chilling Adventures yet, and we're still, I gotta tell you, we're still very honest about our opinions on the show. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily hold back. I did have some issues, but now after meeting uh, MJ, I can say... Yeah, MJ is a delight, and I'm still excited for the next season, even though I had my issues with this one. We're also raising funds until March 1st for my show, Generation Lazy, which you can go to generationlazy.com for more info on that. Uh, We're also going to be putting a little ad in the middle of this episode so that you can hear a little bit more about it. But it's going to be a really fun time, and I won't take up much more of your time right here, but enjoy our review of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Is It Transphobic podcast. My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator and producer, uh, and I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And today I'm being joined by... Bear Spiegel. I use they, them pronouns. Um, And I am Sawyer Gaines, and I use she, her pronouns. Awesome. Uh, So today we're talking about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I was stoked that this series was coming, 
Um, I used to watch the old show with Melissa Joan Hart. I've been watching so much of it. It's oh, really, that it, was a really it good It honestly series. aged really well. Yeah. Like, it's still really funny and not offensive and mm -hmm. like... No, it holds up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what, uh, you, like, were you excited about it when you heard about it? Is this something that it was just like, oh, okay, I guess this looks like fun. As with most uh, Netflix adaptation shows, I'm cautiously excited. Hmm. Uh, they've been like, getting I, all better though. Like uh, they've been, I don't know. Castlevania was cool. Castlevania was cool. I have mixed feelings about Castlevania. But that's I, not the topic. That's but yeah, anyway, not, yeah, we're, uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, so like, I was cautiously optimistic. Hmm. I shouldn't have been. Um, but I was, I was excited. I was excited for a dark. Sabrina. Yeah. I was a little bummed when I found out that Salem wouldn't be talking. Because mm, what's like, the what's the point yeah. of having Salem if he doesn't yeah. talk? Well, okay, and before I go into this, I will say spoilers ahead of time, uh, just because we're gonna be talking about the entire season yeah. that's out. Yeah. So I mean, in order to do that, just know we're gonna spoil the season for you probably. Yeah, so yeah. Um that said they kind of hint that maybe these beings can talk at the end. I don't know well, if you Well, then they that better. Up. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I think, like, part, because it was supposed to be, like, a more edgy Salem, but, like, also, like, a more badass Salem. Because, like, one of the first, like, big scenes that you see from Salem is that he, like, takes, like, a demon thing down. Right. Like, yeah. hard. And like turns into like a weird monster thing. Although in general, I don't think they use utilize Salem enough. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. used him two or three times, and I was like, why did we? Yeah, why did we bother with him? I just like I kind of like this Salem, but at the same time, and I I was once I knew okay the cat's not gonna talk, I said okay I'll leave it alone. That's fine. But the the thing that got me was like. He kind of talked in the beginning, and it was like Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah, he had like a yeah. the whisper thing. But right. That just never came back. Yeah. Well, it kind of did, not with Salem, but with um, that one character. Oh, the one that's yeah. that like um, hard. What's her name? Because Madam Satan, but what's her? Yeah. Name? Is it Hardwell? Yeah, yeah. Hardwell, Hardwell, yeah. Miss yeah. yeah. Hardwell or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. She has her whole, whatever, she has her, like, bird thing, her, like, yeah. crow, and, like, right. yeah, that talks to her, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and the crow verbalized to the audience as well at the very last moment, and then she killed it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, it's proven that they can talk. Right. Um, and also, like, obviously, Sabrina is communicating with Salem. Sure. So there's that, just, but, yeah. yeah she, but I miss my snarky Salem. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do like. The, oh, I don't want to, Sabrina. Oh. I do kind of like that Salem. I miss. <laughs> yeah. See. See. I. I watched some of that when I was a kid. I feel like, especially like with mine and Bear's generation, because we're both twenty three, twenty two, mm -hmm. and with our generation, I feel like we were just outside of that like nineties sitcom type deal. But like everyone had like their own sort of nineties sitcom, mm -hmm. and like I feel like one of yours was definitely Sabrina, and um, mine was Full House. That was mine, and but I definitely like enjoyed some Sabrina, and although I and it was cool for me to find out that this was actually like the original sort of source material that, because I, I didn't know that beforehand. But I was yeah, I was also very much in the cautiously optimistic sort of vein mm. of just being like, and that's sort of and I do want to talk about that with and being with Salem the whole thing because my whole thing about this show is weird mispotential 
and like mm -hmm. actual potential because like because my whole thing is obviously there's going to be a season two and like obviously a key point for is if we're talking about is it transphobic like the key point is going to be Susie mm -hmm. because that's the but non-binary slash potential non-binary representation that's kind of like blooming kind mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. and that's what I mean by the show is there's there is a lot of potential for good trans representation in the show but yeah. there is also a lot of potential for it to actually get really transphobic right and that's like a whole thing is there's like very frustrating about aspects about the show that do make it a little more like hmm. there's I kind of feel like we have to like bite our tongues and wait and see just a little bit yeah about some stuff about how, about how like some like plot lines develop especially especially involving Susie yeah well, and, and they immediately earned points with me just within the production because A, they brought in uh, MJ Kaufman, mm -hmm. uh, who is a, a trans artist, uh, to be a consultant. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what MJ's official title is, I can Google that really quick, but they are on the team, mm -hmm. uh, as well as with Lachlan Watson. Right. Yeah, who is uh, a non-binary actor. Yeah, yeah. Right. who is a non-binary actor. Susie was initially uh, written as a trans male character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they actually worked with Lachlan to create yeah, a more like non-binary. Yeah, to, oh, to move Susie no in a way idea. that's a lot more yeah. close to the actor. See, that's that's, that's awesome. interesting. I didn't know that about Susie, but the interesting thing because I had seen like an interview with Lachlan Watson where like they were talking about how what was really cool was that they were able to input their own experiences into mm -hmm. this character, and that's what's actually giving me the most optimism. Right. Yeah. Is that is like them being able to say, okay, I'm inputting my own experiences into this character and they're letting me do that. Because I feel like, obviously they haven't go f gone full-blown full with it, mm -hmm. like, everyone still refers to Susie as a woman, like, yeah. and there isn't really, like, but, like, obviously one of the biggest things is, like, from from the onset, like, you're first introduced to her by, like, these bullies, like, basically calling her a boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's, like, the first assaulting thing. assaulting her, too. Right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I think a key thing with her is like, yeah, it's just gonna be like, what do they do with it? Yeah. And is it? And also like, I think I mentioned this bef before the podcast about like, how for some reason there's because obviously there's this like spectral ancestor figure Dorothea, who is basically helping her both like do things to help Sabrina and also help her like discover her gender identity. It would mm -hmm. seem, but like for some. Uh, I don't know why the character is literally Amelia Earhart. It's like <laughs> it's like that's kind of, like literally it's just like this airplane you know, like girl like totally modeled obviously after Amelia Earhart. I'm not a hundred like I guess like badass. It's not woman, officially yeah. Amelia, right? It's, no, it's, no, no, it's no I mean like, it is her ancestor. Yeah, she looks like yeah. The, the like the aesthetic is so obviously Amelia Earhart. Yeah, yeah. and. I, I think it's so interesting in terms of like where like it's because that's what it's all about. It's about where they go. And for me, I think we talked about how not just Sabrina, but I think a lot of shows with this type of queer representation need to just kind of take the plunge. Mm -hmm. And because I feel like they're trying to balance it so they can still like appeal to a somewhat conservative audience. But I think what they need to realize is that they're already past that point. Right. Like, like they're already at the point where it's not like your shows about anymore. witchcraft. Yeah. Like you should. <laughs> Uh, I think you lost them. But that's yeah. one of the, but the most frustrating aspect of this show to me is like the weird little hints of conservatism. That's like the yeah. that's like the most frustrating aspect of this show mm -hmm. to me, because it's not a positive portrayal of Satanism at all. No, not well, even slightly. it's not even our 
realistic portrayal yeah. of yeah. first of all witchcraft and Satanism are not the same no. thing. Satanists yeah. don't practice witchcraft, and like the witchcraft they are doing on mm. Sabrina isn't. It's just it's all yeah. very mixed up, and yeah. it, I know a lot of people who do practice witchcraft that have been very offended by the portrayal because it's making them I'm, look like I'm pretty sure there have bad, been, and it's making Satanists look bad, and it's all. I'm pretty sure great. there have been like opinion pieces by people yeah. who like identify as Wicca who have like really not been happy at all. Yeah, there there are a lot, and you can search them out, and I, I want to hold space for them, just because right. it is like, yeah, no, like that, this is a poor portrayal of what you're doing. At the exact same time, I will say it is hearkening back to a lot of the, the original source material, where it is a lot right. more like, for lack of a better term, kitschy and campy. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Like, yeah. But it's also a lot closer to... Like, I'm watching the whole thing and I'm just like, well, this is Catholicism, but Satan. Right! But like, exactly! Yeah. Exactly! Right. Exactly! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. And yeah. that's not what Satanism is, everybody. No, that's, no. Let's be clear. It was so. And that's the whole thing is like, this show is very frustrating to me mm. because of that. Is because, like, it doesn't know what it wants to do. Is yeah. my biggest yeah. thing with the story right now. Is I, it, I don't think it knows what it wants to be, yeah. and like it's very confused. And as and the primary word that I would use to describe this show, like almost everything about it, including the trans representation, is clumsy. Yeah, is I would use that word to describe yeah. the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Clumsy. It there, just doesn't know what it's doing. There were three moments that stuck out to me in a negative way, and honestly, yeah. like I, I will preface this by saying, on the whole, I enjoyed it. I'm excited for the second season. Oh, it was fun. But, but it is one of those things, there were three moments that were just like, what? That I'd love to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first one is in episode two, in order to get back at those mean jock guys, uh, her, Sabrina, enlists some witches from the, the Academy. The Academy, the oh. quote unquote sucky bitches. Um, and, oh, I know what you're getting at. I know. Yeah, like in order to get them to stop bothering. They do a gay. They do a gay. Yeah. yeah they, they, they trick a. They trick them into thinking that they're making out with all the girls when in reality they're making out with each other. And then they take pictures. Yeah. And yeah. That was cringy. I think that, that, I like, we like, had a similar reaction. That's. Yeah. I mean. What they do really? Was, what that's doing is calling out the men's own homophobia mm. if they would be ashamed of it. But that's not how most people see it. That's me overanalyzing yeah. it. Mm. It's. It's not great. Well, exactly. No. Well, one thing to know is that me and Bear watched all of this together. Yeah. Um, we are partners. We dated for a long time. We watched the whole thing together. Um, and yeah, we had definitely a similar reaction. And because like a thing about it with me is like yeah, if they had, because part of the problem that I had wasn't that they were trying to make these boys feel shame. The problem that I had was that the girls were also making fun of it. Right. Like yeah. they were also seeing it as something shameful for them to do. Was that. Yeah, and like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's it's where I would go with that. making gayness the butt of the joke. Exactly. And something to be embarrassed about yet again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's where I had a major issue, because I was just like, alright, I mean, I'm going to keep going, but, but at the same time, like, this is really, like, I don't know if this is the message you intended, y'all. Again, closing. I mean, it's like, also, like, tricking people into kissing each other is, yeah. you know, sexual assault territory, yeah. so yeah. there's Which, that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that. I feel like we can after we get through these couple more moments. I feel like that also yeah. like elicits like a deeper dive into Prudence as yeah. a character. Yeah, and like she's really she's definitely like the most complex. Right? I love Prudence. I yeah. do too. But like I think that her, mm -hmm. the portrayal of her 
as it grows on. Because for me, yeah. the three redeeming characters for me were obviously the two queer ones, Prudence mm -hmm. and Ambrose. Mm -hmm. And just because she's a queen and I stand her on Zelda. <laughs> I feel like you chuckling when I said if you're the queen and I stand her, I think I knew exactly who you were, you knew exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. On Zelda. Yeah. yeah. She's great. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I love I love Ambrose. And also because like I feel like in that entire show, Miranda Otto mm -hmm. knows that she's so much better of an actor than literally everyone there. And like she's just flexing. Which one is Miranda Otto? She's Zelda. She's Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually, I loved just to kind of like tangent. I actually really loved the aunts. Once again, I had that like I have to move past um, the fact that the other aunts kind of nailed it the first time. I know. Yeah. I I must like I don't. Yeah. I miss. I miss it's hard because already. like the thing is yeah. there shouldn't. There, we shouldn't be comparing Serena the Teenage no. Witch to Chilling because it's they're based off of two different comic books. It's literally books. a different story. Um, but it's hard not to because yeah. just they it's the same characters yeah. and like when you become attached, it's hard to not be upset and about it. I think it. like people yeah. underestimate like but how actually culturally significant like Sabrina the Teenage Witch was in the TV series. It was yeah. actually like a really like culturally significant yeah. thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, because Melissa John Hart was. Culturally significant throughout all of the night. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. No, and uh, like, and, and I missed early on a lot of the camaraderie that they definitely had in the original series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that they they picked up and they yeah. got by the end I because agree. they're all yeah. in the shit and they're all figuring out the shit. Uh, but it just like it was lacking, and I was like, oh. I do. I, I know. Like I, I do like I that they yeah, they yeah. Em they mm -hmm. further emphasized the. Um, the differences between the two of them. Yeah. Because, like, mm. in Serena the Teenage Witch, it is kind of like an odd couple thing, but, like, in this mm. one, it's very much like these are the opposite people <laughs> that well, kind of don't really want to live together. Yeah. It's really interesting because, like, there, a lot of the show sets up, like, I, I was just realizing this as you guys were talking, like, they set up a lot of dual relationships. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, mm -hmm. one person, other person relationships, mm -hmm. and a lot set up between those. And I think that the one that was best done was the aunts by yeah. the end of the series. Like, yeah. I think they, their yeah, relationship, because like, in the second half, I think, you're right, I think in their, in the second half, their relationship arc comes a lot more through because for the first half, it's literally just Zelda being a monster to her. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the entire thing. But then, they're then like, you start to see like, the vulnerabilities in Zelda's character build and that's when she's able to realize, oh, she's actually like, a really good sister that I've like, abused for like, our entire lives. Yeah. And, and have that be like a thing and there's so many yeah there's that's what i realized is there's a lot of the entire sh seemingly a lot of the relationships are very one-on-one -on -one based mm. like including one of the worst ones i've ever seen in a television show which is sabrina and harvey um i wanted to like them like i feel no. like there was so much in almost the throwback of Harvey the is the feeling. worst. Yeah. Harvey is the yeah. worst. He's so boring and bad here's, and his face doesn't change. Here's my view of Harvey. Harvey mm -hmm. is the nice guy version, the nice guy borderline incel slash like borderline Mormon missionary version of James Hurley from Twin Peaks. Okay, I don't know Twin Peaks enough, yeah, which is a so, thing that we should Well, he's the, one, yeah. he's the one that, uh, every, he's yeah. like the man in the show that everyone hates. He's the, he's like hmm. oh he's just so frustrating. Yeah, because I, I like think so, so bare bones character. I liked that 
Like, I, I, I liked that they were kind of creating a character that is trying to figure out masculinity. Right. I agree with that. That is, a, yep. that is definitely, like, a cis dude. He knows he's a cis dude. Right. And he's trying to understand yeah, masculinity. Yeah, but then they killed but... off the one person that could have helped him with that. Well, and that no, and that's the entire like, thing. what the fuck? That's the entire thing. No, that's my entire thing about that. Because if you want, they wanted to do that with a person, <laughs> they should have done that with the brother. Yeah. The right. brother was so much better. Yeah, I, the brother was, the brother way, was way better. The brother was way better. Way better. Yeah. So, uh, the second problem that I had, right. so like the first problem was the, the gay thing, the second problem was the, um, the, the hanging of prudence and like just the optics of it, like yeah. that whole thing, it was just like, okay, I get what you're doing and it's multiple people being like strung up by yeah, these ghosts, but, but it was just like, like oh, those optics. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, yeah, that's yeah. not, I didn't realize that, ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, now that I think about it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Like, and that's just, like, a thing where it's just like, alright, I don't, I think maybe the, uh, the, the test audience just wasn't catching that, too. Right. It was like, yeah, it was just but, uh, like, mm. Yeah, that's, I just feel like that was somewhere, I feel like that, hmm. I'm not gonna presume, but to me, that maybe, like, belies, like, or maybe reveals like a lack of diversity in people of color in the production and directing staff. Mm. Like that, I've yeah. Um, I mean, there there, there are POC actually, and especially okay. like, the showrunner is Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Okay. Um, who, okay. And like, it is still one of those things where it's like, okay, someone like there there are multiple people, and I'm not sure why no one saw that. So, yeah, yeah but for me, it just takes like one person to be like see it. to yeah. be like. Let's not. Like, what if? Yeah. Like, yeah. what if we so did? So someone just like, didn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that scene feeds into my one of my main criticisms of like the plot in and yeah. of itself, which is that at a certain point, especially in the middle of the show, mm -hmm. the plot just becomes events and like plot developments to mm -hmm. lead to Sabrina's next badass moment, mm -hmm. right. to like to lead to Sabrina's next like mic drop. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like I don't know. There's like. Sabrina's such a frustrating character. Like, yeah. she's so frustrating. Because, like... Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, literally the whole show, me and you are just watching her just being like, just tell him boy-bye and right. go to the church mm -hmm. of go Satan. Just go be a witch and just do it. Mm. Although there was another thing that I actually... Because my other problem with the whole Satanic Temple thing was actually with the portrayal of the Dark Lord and portrayal of Satan. Because I'm not sure if you guys caught this, I don't think I even brought this up with you, Bear, but the entire ceremony thing was very rapey. Yeah, Yo, very much so. super rapey. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Hmm. I was getting, like... Be very I, no, I was getting the whole vibes of, like, because there's this whole hint that, like, oh, like, he's gonna do something, that's Dark Lord's gonna do really something Well, there seems to also be, like, this. a weird, like, virginity thing Oh, on. absolutely, like, yeah, absolutely. was... But I think it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that, I think, was intentional. Yeah, I agree Like, that yeah. felt <laughs> very much like, like, a lot of the, the like, priests, right. etc. Like, and it's yeah. still, like, and it's not good, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I was getting that right well it's like you it. said it's yeah. like mm -hmm. catholicism but make it satan yeah. you know mm -hmm. yeah. like, <laughs> like that's what they did yeah yeah um so the the other thing that really bugged me and this was like a major thing that i was just like i don't know if i want to watch this i'm gonna power through it and i'm happy that i did but i kind of was like whoa uh was and i enjoyed most of the episode where uh prudence is the chosen Oh, the and, feast of oh, yeah. souls. Yeah, the feast of souls, and in the end, 
a woman just stands up and slits her own throat. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. It was really anticlimactic, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, because the whole like the whole thing was that like Prudence was picked because it turns out like the wife of the head guy found out that he's her actual biological there's dad. A, yeah, and she's like, like, oh, I want you dead. And then yeah. he, it's like the whole like that's really important. And so then to end it just being like, well, this random person's gonna kill themselves. So we can eat them anyway. Like problem solved. Like, yeah. Wait, but we should address. And like none of that has been addressed. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was like, weird. That the extent to which they didn't fully address, like, Blackwood's wife having an entire murder plot of, like, a teenager. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a thing. Like that, and just the whole, like, I don't know, just having that moment, and I'm not one that's like, oh, you can't show X, Y, and Z on camera, you shouldn't do this. Like, I'm not like that, was... but at the same time, there's something about a person just like out of nowhere and just like specifically showing because they showed her like oh no that was graphic. graphic it was yeah, graphic it was, like, it was Jesus, graphic like, I don't know how necessary yeah. it was yeah. yeah and like that's the thing is like because my whole thing with graphic violence is yeah. I don't at all mind graphic violence but there needs to be a point to it like yeah. if like and like for me it, it can't just be like oh we're showing a lot of blood because it's blood because and but yeah. like but with that character, I don't even, like, because there was, like, a, I feel like for the entirety of the ceremony, she was, like, there was, they kept shooting, coming back to her, being, like, really antsy about it, and now, like, she really wants to, and she's been doing, and, like, they've been, they were, I feel like they were really trying to set up, like, okay, this woman's gonna do something crazy and just do this whole thing. Okay. Also, like, can we just, like, I, I didn't realize this until we had just mentioned it with the whole murder plot, but, like, mm -hmm. of course, like, why is black woman having another plot against another black woman? Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like one of the like two, because I think in terms of women of color in the show, mm -hmm. it's Lady Blackwood, Prudence, and Roz, and Roz's grandmother. And um, one of the other, one of the other sucky other... bitches. Yeah. Yes. That's just what I'm going to call them, because yeah. I admittedly don't remember their names. Yeah. But yeah, there, there was another one, and I think that they do an okay job yeah. as far as, like, they definitely have characters, and those characters are complicated. I think my main thing is I don't think they know whether they want this satanic uh, organization that they're all a part of to be evil or not. Yeah. Exactly. And they kind of make the decision, like, they don't really make the decision to even say some people are evil, some people are good. Like... Mm. Right. It's just kind of like, well, we're all evil, but no, but you should feel really. for us. Be evil! It's like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah exactly. Their messaging with it is like, they don't know what they want they to do really with it. Yeah, it's just like... Are. And if they are gonna do that from the purple full perspective of them being villains, I don't want that. I think that would be a really yeah. bad decision. Yeah, it'd like, be really, really boring. This guy. Absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be really basic and like really like. I mean, unless they're like all gonna turn against mm -hmm. the church. Yeah. Make a new church. Because I mean, there's there a you lot go, of Netflix. You're welcome. There's a lot of. <laughs> Send me a check. There's a lot of like mystery to like what's there is a lot of mystery to be set up to obviously the primary yeah. one being like Sabrina's parents mm -hmm. specifically right. her dad um, and whether or not he's a bad guy or not I feel like yeah. that's a huge part of this is like there's like hints that his that her dad is actually like a weirdly bad person right like there's something iffy about like the, the dad. relationship between her parents yeah. yeah are you annoyed that the Millennials are being blamed for the death of napkins diamonds personal submarines Applebee's Toys R Us and every other industry. 
Do you or someone you know have crippling debt, no time for anything because you work multiple jobs but still can't seem to catch a break? Do you search the internet for symptoms to see if you need to go to urgent care rather than schedule regular doctor visits? Well, we don't have easy answers, but this play may be up your alley. Generation Lazy is a satirical comedy about the economy and the millennial or give me generation. Margaret Chatterley is a 30-something-year-old woman living in a tent in her parents' backyard, holding down two minimum wage jobs and one internship, and is utterly convinced she's dying. Whether from the stress or the absurdity, as Margaret struggles to get enough hours and pay to justify her existence, she may just take some drastic measures before society slowly crushes her. Generation Lazy is happening April 9th through the 12th at 8pm at the Tank, and that's right in New York City, right on 36th Street. We're also raising money until March 1st to help defer a lot of the production costs so that we can bring this to you and so that we can pay the wonderful people that are helping us to put it up. Not only that, but because Generation Lazy is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas, which is a 501c3 charity, contributions made payable to Fractured Atlas for the purposes of Generation Lazy are tax-deductible. If you want more information as well as to purchase tickets, visit GenerationLazy.com. That's GenerationLazy.com. If you want to find more information, including uh, more information about our director, Emily Rose Parman, uh, our producers, myself, as well as Laura Fox, you can check us out at GenerationLazy.com. That is GenerationLazy.com. The music from this ad is Dreamcatcher by Kevin McLeod. You can find more at IncompEtech.com. So let's talk about some things that we liked about the series, because I, I just focused a whole bunch on, like, these 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 three issues. I want to just throw out one more negative. Yeah, please. For yeah, the, yeah, yeah, for the for racism it. component, which okay. is... Oh, come on. What? B- blind, wise, old woman of color. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. such a... Tro- that's a massive trope. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the, like bl- specifically blind, like, very old, very wise woman who has, like, mm-hmm. for some reason, it has, like, some clairvoyance. And like, mm-hmm. and I and I'm, and the entire blindness component with like the sight, with the Ross's family is right. really weird to me, and I'm not a fan of it. Like I'm just yeah. not a fan of them. I'm just not a, really a fan of the trope of using spe- disability, specifically blindness, because that's the most common one as like this sort of like all-seeing sight eye or like this right. bl- yeah. breakthrough into like I don't know. It's really. Weird. I mean, Netflix had Daredevil. And yeah, they true. canceled it, so I guess they got to make way for another Daredevil. True. Like, uh, yeah. the, you know, not to be reductive, but at right. the same time, it's just like, all right. Yep. It's like, yeah, maybe that's why they canceled Daredevil. <laughs> all right, but yeah, we can do good things. Yeah, good things. there are good things. Absolutely. It yeah. looks amazing. It does look amazing. Aesthetically, yeah. I'm a big, mm-hmm. big fan. Huge, huge fan. If it was yeah. a, a visual without mm-hmm. any dialogue, I would like it mm-hmm. a lot more. And if we're talking about the racial stuff, um, Prudence is amazing. Mm-hmm. Black Cockroach. Black goth representation. Queer goth yeah. representation. Exactly, it's great. It's really good to have that, mm-hmm. um, especially because like there's like because there's like the whole like massive subset of the community of like paleness and goth and like mm-hmm. having that be like a thing and that's like really gross and messed up and like there is actually like total like oh black people can't be goth and that's like the that dumbest sense. thing ever. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge mm-hmm. thing right yeah. now. I'm like, yeah, it's really. <sighs> it's 
completely different. Okay. But yeah, no, she's great. <laughs> yeah. She's Why great can't they wear black holes? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Also, Ambrose's outfits are incredible. Uh, Ambrose. Ambrose. I love Ambrose. I love Ambrose. I, Ambrose is yeah. also like also one of the best like acting performances on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ambrose, he gets like he actually has some of the most so, like emotional variants. Absolutely. I just, my big problem with if you can't tell, I don't really like the show that much. Mm. I I I think. It's the, actually funny. I, I like actually the idea that, of it, and I like some of mm. the plot points, but like you said, it's clumsy. Most of the dialogue is horrendous, it's horrendous. and most of them so cannot bad. act. Mm. Almost oh, everyone just has, like, mainly Sabrina and Harvey just have the same mm. face plastered on for everything, I, I, and it drives me nuts. I so, like, Ambrose is really refreshing, because I'm like, oh, a variety of emotions yeah. on yeah. your face. Acting! Amazing! Ambrose knows what he's in. Yes! He gets yes! It. He, he gets it! And he yes, he's like the other actors I like in it, but Ambrose gets no, it. No, he, yeah, he, 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 he knows, knows what he's doing, doing there. there. Like, yeah. He knows his purpose. Like, he's the only character I feel like that's mostly... Although, they kind of, he had that whole thing about, like, the dead guy that he thought was a warlock, and they kind of dropped that. Yeah. I was like, so is that, so are there witch hunters? Is Harvey family witch hunters? <laughs> they keep, like, bringing, th that's another problem I have with this show, is they bring up things, like, for a couple episodes and then drop it. Hmm. And I'm like, if you only have ten episodes, maybe don't. Try to also, up. also with yeah, Harvey, they did. Also with Harvey, they did like the obvious, like abusive, hypermasculine dad trope. But I feel like they had mm -hmm. no depth to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, we, but like I, more. I, I have a like, hard time feeling sympathy for Harvey. I completely though. agree with you. Yeah. Um, like I know I'm supposed to, <laughs> but especially now that his brother's dead, I'm like, ah. Yeah. No, the brother. Oh. Yeah, and like, but with yeah, no, Ambrose was great, and I think that a really, because I was really like. I, I thought, at first I was like very skeptical of the relationship that he has with that guy, what's his name? Luke? Luke, yeah. Oh yeah. I was very skeptical, because there was, I, I had like a very, because I was suspicious of Luke, I thought, is this guy going to be like a yeah, right, bad right, guy? Yeah. Like, but he ended up not being, which is I thought was actually cool, mm -hmm. but I think, I think, and also, it, I like that with the sexuality, they really didn't make a big deal out of it. Right. It wasn't this No, thing. it'd be great to have, like, just a healthy gay relationship on this show that, like, isn't a thing. It's just like, this is a thing, but it's not a thing. Also, yeah. also like, they're getting to the point where it's, like, borderline, like, hypersexualizing queer people as, like, a thing. Because, like, what are the most, what are, like, the most, like, aggressively queer scenes? It's literally orgies. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's literally orgies. Like, like, and that's kind of, that's kind of my problem is, like, I f they want us to be like like they're trying to make pe queer people look like cool and badass, but it seems like the only way to but they can do like that. Fetishizing us. Yeah, is to yeah. fetishize and make it super sexual. Yeah. Like yeah. like oh, we have all of the sex with all of the genders, and it's like yes, we, we do. Can we but have like, a sexual witch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. Like where 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 are they at? Mm. Yeah. No, I, so... Right, things yeah. we like about the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm That's the most like, frustrating yeah. part about the show to me, is, like, whenever I have, like, a thing that I really like about it, there's always, like, this like caveat. Like, yeah. Like, but the same thing about things that I really dislike about it is there's always some caveat. And overall, yeah. based on your tone, I actually think that I actually have, like, slightly more of a respect for the show than you do. You don't have it. Like, like, it's weird. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. The I, dialogue was just, it was hard to listen yeah. to. There were oh, a lot of oh, times where I really wanted to plug my ears. It was so, so bad. I, I, I mean, I, like, as, like, a fiction writer, it was, it was bad. Like, it was just, like, and I'm not even very, like, 
and I know as a fiction writer, writing dialogue is the hardest thing to write, absolutely, and I'm like far from the only writer that will say that, but like, oh my god, it was abysmal, mm. like especially with anything involving Harvey and Sabrina. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it's rough. Most of Sabrina's so, dialogue is rough. Like, if they're, because like, here's the thing, if they're going to have this, if they're going to have a major key part of the plot set up, be like, okay, the ma one of the most major, major things that's keeping her in, like, the mortal life is this boy. Is this boy Harvey. There needs to be, like, serious emotional weight there. And there is just none. Yeah. Like, there is zero. Like, ugh, mm. oh, it's, yeah. and, yeah, and if that's going to be, like, her thing that's, like, drawing her there, mm. there and, like, and it's, like, their whole, like, weird, like, intimacy is so, like, they haven't had sex, is mm. that, is, I feel like, a key part of, like, the basic plot line, mm -hmm. is that they haven't had sex, mm. and, like, because also with the fact that, like, oh, like, because, because you're, I think it's the thing where you're supposed to save herself for the devil, is, like, a whole thing with that, <laughs> is, like, like, satanic promise rings, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's no, like, I mean, that, I think yeah. that was a thing that they brought up, was, like, she's, want, she, yeah. she's supposed to be a virgin going yeah. into the ceremony, right, and, and I don't want her to lose her virginity just so that Satan can't, I actually, right. I, I thought that was gonna happen. At one yeah, point. I actually yeah. thought that she was gonna like do. There was gonna be like bang me so Satan can't take me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Harvey, like, Harvey, no, hold on, Harvey. I know what you're thinking. I just need you to bang me so Satan. Like, won't take I don't. Me. No, if you, do. if you, if you don't do this, Satan will. <laughs> and if I you don't do this, Satan will. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. Yeah, I was yes. very glad. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of this show. Uh, is like, there's so much potential for like yeah. improvement, but there's so much potential for it to just be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the executive producer uh, Roberto Guerrasacasa. I brought him up before. He is actually a uh, initially he was a playwright. Mm -hmm. um, he's written some really good plays. I've actually directed one of his plays, oh, uh, Velvet Sky. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and this, to me, felt right up his alley. Okay. Like, this is absolutely, like, his style. He's actually got an entire play based around comic book stuff. Ah. The reason he got hired by Archie Comics uh, was because he wrote a play where he created this alternate universe Archie where he was gay. Mm. I have heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And so they were like, hey, we're going to sue you for this. And then they're like, hey, you want a job? <laughs> Which is, like, the best. That's a dream. Like, that's yeah. a great. I love like... that story. Uh, but he's also written for uh, comics before Archie. He mm -hmm. wrote for Sensational Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, he's written for television for Big Love. Mm -hmm. um, he's just like a really sweet guy, too. But it is one of those things where it's like... I didn't love a lot of the dialogue myself either, but at the same time, like, I, I saw what it was going for. I sure. saw what it was... Like, it was creating a specific style. And that style is this sort of... And this is true about the entirety of the series. There's this anachronism to it mm -hmm. that I think at times is at odds with itself, but at times works really well. I agree. Like, you notice that most of them don't have cell phones, they don't right. call, they don't, like... It's very yeah. unclear what the time period yeah. is. It's great. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, a fan of Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the music choices, and I feel yes. like the sound design... The, the, the costume design is yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and especially because like, everyone's... As, as costume design should be, mm -hmm. their clothing tells you a lot about who they are as a character, Absolutely. which is important in a Ted episode season. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is I, I agree with you. You you get 
very strong impressions of all of the characters before any of them say a word. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's just um, I think character design, is great, aside but... from Harvey, is great. <laughs> No, even his character design. Like, <laughs> look, for no. what he's supposed to be, he's designed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think he. I, uh, what's yeah. his face? Ross Lynch? Is that his name? I forget. Yeah. So I don't know. What's he he doesn't. Look he was right. a Disney guy. Yeah. He was in, like, the actor that like plays Harvey was a Disney guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't separate that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you don't. I don't know. Like, oh. <laughs> That's okay. Boys are dumb. Well, because there's the other. There's the other like, who's the witch boy again? Um, like Nick. Nick, Nick Scratch. Yeah, Nick Scratch. And like... Oh, yeah. He's also a fuckboy. I don't like him either. No, I know... Because I know some people who are <laughs> shipping better, them. better, but he yeah. still sucks. I know some people who are shipping them. And like, I realized him that... Him and like, Harvey? No, Nick and uh, Sabrina. Oh, oh okay. I'd be to Nick oh, and Harvey. Right. That, that, that. I, I, I would go for Nick and Harvey. Nick and I would Harvey. go for that. Yeah. No, Nick... Yeah. Honestly, my ultimate would be Nick and Harvey and then Prudence and Sabrina. Yeah, that's great. Like, I've taught... Like, that legs... <laughs> Where are you? Netflix are writing the wrong series. Hire <laughs> Make us. it more gay. That's more just gay. More gay, more gay. No, what the kids want more gay. I don't understand what this note means. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand this note. It just says more, more gay. gay. More gay. We need more of the gay. Like, but like, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm just. I mean, I'm hoping that Sabrina and Prudence like hook up at one point. Mm-hmm. I feel like that needs to happen. Like. I kind of feel like it would be like forced if it. I feel like yeah, I, 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 I feel that I'm with yeah. you. I am with you on that. Yeah, just, I don't just, know. I feel like they're. It's like oh yeah, they want more gay. Let's just do no, this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no. The big ship that if there's a gay ship that needs to happen, it's mm-hmm. Susie and Roz. Right. Like because mm-hmm. that is the one that's being hinted at. Mm-hmm. Is that is so. like mm-hmm. because we have gotten no hints whatsoever that Roz is straight. Yeah. Like absolutely. Oh, that's none. true. Like yeah. none. And, like, they're so close together. Like, I, I like the, the, like, and that was actually, if we're talking about positives, mm-hmm. I thought the relationship between Susie and Roz was great. Yeah. Even if it is platonic. The two of them I like a lot in general. Yeah, as yeah. characters together. And I think they do really well together. And I think, yeah. like, they're, exper- they're able to use their experiences of being ostracized in a way that brings them together in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because they're... Yeah, exactly. And my only problem is that I'm, I'm just more interested in them than I am Sabrina most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my main problem is I'm usually way more interested in what everyone else is doing. I don't really It reminds me of, it reminds me, because yeah. I'm an anime nerd, and it reminds me a lot of anime in that regard, because that's, like, a huge mm-hmm. trope in anime, is that, like, the protagonist is, like, the least interesting character, right. and that mm-hmm. all the side characters are much more interesting, and I'm totally getting that from this series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I... Because, like, Kieran Shipka is a weird actress, because, like, she started off with Mad Men, and is she I, Sabrina? Yeah. yeah, she's Sabrina. Wow, okay. She started off with Batman. Mm-hmm. And, well, because the one thing that stands out to her, obviously, is in terms of being, especially in terms of being conventionally attractive, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's obvious. And, but, like, her acting performance, it was, yeah, like you said, it was flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest thing. Like, it like reminded me of, yeah. of, like, uh, going to a high school production. Exactly. No, Perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, um, I can see you're trying, but it's mm. not doing it. It was very classic overacting. Like, there's nothing, there's no emotion coming It out. felt like very classic overacting, but like, the hard part for me was, was it on purpose? Yeah, that's like, the thing. It's like, was this, is this, you a bad actor, or do you have a bad 
director? Is this uh, for the show? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, but, but I hate it. Like, part, yeah. of it part of my problem with Sabrina is, especially because I talked about how, like, there's so much build-up to just her having, being able to have, like, a badass or a mic drop moment. Mm -hmm. And it felt like she was had a mic drop after, like, almost every other line she said. Mm -hmm. right. Like, every other line she said was, like, her trying to make a statement. Yeah. And, like, and that was, I think, part of what they tried to cover in the show was, like, Sabrina's really indignant and really stubborn and it's gonna come back to bite her mm. and like to an extent it does I don't know if it bites her back hard enough to be quite honest with mm. you because she fucks up a lot in the show and yes it does at the end bite her back mm. but I actually I really don't think it bites her back hard enough I, I think that she deserved mm. to suffer a bit more um mm. yeah I Let's talk about uh, the portrayal of Susie as a character. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we talked a little bit about Lachlan Watson, uh, but let's talk about Susie as a character before we start wrapping things up and talking about uh, the two questions that we always ask. Potential, potential, yeah. potential. I, That's what I have to say about Susie. Okay. Why is, potential as opposed to actual well, what I, there, For <laughs> what I'm talking about with like yeah. the potential to be transphobic versus for mm -hmm. being really positive trans representation, mm -hmm. it all centers around Susie. Yeah. Because they are being established as a trans non-binary character and if they don't fully follow like if there is not like an actual reveal scene of them like fully coming if i what i want because here's my hope hmm. the absolute hope because i don't think we've properly seen this in media is like a full process of a coming out evolution hmm. like you know what i would want to see because because here's the other problem that i have with sabrina and like some like especially sabrina and harvey is Sabrina and Harvey remind me of the type of friends who, like, once, like, Susie would come out as non-binary, mm -hmm. they would be like, oh my god, we support you so much, we're always gonna be here for you with this and that and that, but, like, they'll also, like, misgender them half the time. Right. Like, yeah. that is totally the vibe that I get from Sabrina and Harvey as friends. Like, Roz, obviously, I think would be, like, the best person in the world for that, but, like, with Susie, like, that's what I mean by that, is, like, I want them to, like, mm. have, like, a situation where, like, you see... I want to see a, see a scene of Susie confronting them and being like, hey, I want to use different pronouns. Like, I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. That would be great. But at the same time, like, I don't want, obviously, like, I don't want them to be, like, self-congratulatory for it. Like, I don't want, I don't want, like, this to be, like, the Netflix equivalent of the Rainbow Oreos, where it's just, like, they're just, the rain, you know, remember, you yes, know what I'm talking about. capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Wait, Rainbow Oreos? No, yeah, there was, like, no, there was, like, oh, there was, like, an ad, there was, like, an oh. ad thing about, like, like it was like gay, like it was a gay like pride Oreos, season. Like it was like different colored Oreos as a rainbow. Exactly. The rainbow. Oreo. Not not yeah. like the cream itself was all six colors. Oh my god, that'd be terrifying. Disgustingly. <laughs> or like yeah, or like a or like a Kylie Jenner giving like a Pepsi to police officer type yeah. situation. It solved it. Like we no longer have police brutality. It's just like yep. we're just like hey. hey. Our series, our series, because of our series and the fact that we put this very obviously non-binary character in the show, yeah. that means people aren't discriminating against non-binary people anymore. We figured it out. We're good. Well, let's let's talk for a moment also about this this idea of like specifically having them come out because this is a thing that I'm I'm running with with a lot of uh, a lot of queer folks right now. It's mm -hmm. the idea of like, and I have my opinions on it, but I want to hear from you both about this. Like that idea of whether they have to state very clearly, like, I am this, or whether they need that moment for them to be valid as a, a non-binary or trans character. I think you speaking I, as a non-binary person should take this for sure. I mean, I just think it'd be unrealistic for there to not be a coming out. Mm -hmm. I don't know 
anyone who, I mean, mainly because being non-binary isn't something that you can just show up one day and everyone's like, oh, you're non-binary now, I can visually see that. Mm -hmm. It's something you have to tell people, otherwise they will never know. Right. So it's just kind of impossible to be a non-binary person without coming out every time you meet a new person. Mm -hmm. So like, as much as I would love for them to just be able to be like, yep, that's who this person is now, and we're all casually using they, them pronouns, it'd be really unrealistic to me. I'd be like, this is not real. Mm. Like, Absolutely. there has to be a moment where like, I think it's important for Susie to have a self-reflective coming out on their mm -hmm. own. And then probably, I imagine, a confident coming out with Roz, and then a bigger one, because mm -hmm. that's how, at least, most trans and queer people I know, that's how we did it, is we figured it out on our own, then we told maybe one person, and then maybe a couple exactly. other people. Mm -hmm. Like, I would like, a very realistic coming out, exactly. like you said, coming out yeah. evolution. Exactly. That's and then exactly realize that especially most queer people, but especially non-binary people, we do have to come out every single if well, we have to choose whether we want to come out every time we meet a new person. It's do I make a scene and tell you what I want to be called so my feelings don't get hurt? Or do I just let it go so that I don't have to use any mental energy? I would love to see her struggle with that, honestly. Exactly. I would like love to this, see especially because they seem to live in this small town of ambiguous time. Mm -hmm. Like every time you meet a new person, do you disclose that you're non-binary, or do you just let it slide and let yourself get misgendered? Mm -hmm. So, like, I really because Lachlan is non-binary, and because they have MJ on as whatever they're doing, um, I'm very hopeful that exactly. this will be a realistic, respectful, non-binary representation. And I'm, mm. that's one of the like, main things I'm excited about for season two is seeing. I'm, I am honestly very hopeful mm. because of the, I mean like if, if the actor playing Susie was cis and they had no trans people, like I'd be like, nope, this is gonna be garbage, I hate it. But like, I'm, mm. I am actually very optimistic about this and I think mm. I'm hopeful that they're gonna do a good job. Yeah, hmm. I tend to agree with that in general. I, I, yeah, very much agree. I think, yeah, I think because I, for some personal background, I identify as a trans woman, but I went through like a period in college of identifying as more like non-binary, gender fluid sort of things. And I agree in terms of actually like having to really like gender yourself in front of people. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more work. Um, it's much easier for me to be like, I identify as a trans woman because even still most of society now has a basic understanding of that and what that means. Definitely much more so than like just straight up non-binary. And I think, one, I, I really liked what you said about making sure that there's a scene with her first specifically coming out to Roz. I think that's so important that they have that. Because that's such like a free I just can't imagine that not happening. Exactly. Especially like with a real non-binary person, I can't right. imagine. Because like for me and I know pretty much everyone else, it's exactly how we did it. There was like one or two people who were who we trusted and we knew were would not judge us for that and for and Roz is so obviously that person for Susie. Yeah. And I feel like that's gonna be complete because like I agree. They're setting up a challenge for themselves. This is good like it's if they do this right, I think it's going to be a really, really cool thing. Really important. I, I think it absolutely can be, especially if they're able to like really, actually, and properly and respectfully show like the process of someone developing a non-binary identity on stream. Because I don't think that's something we've ever really seen before. I, at least yeah. I haven't. And I think, and yes, and my and my primary hope for that 
comes from Lachlan Watson. Yeah. Is, and that they are my primary hope for the success of that being a thing. Yeah. I just hope that they feel comfortable enough in the environment to like speak up for themselves. Yeah, exactly. It seems like they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the the reason that I bring that up and uh, like is because there is a certain there are people that would believe and say that like okay um, they just exist they are there and they're already occupying a space that is mm -hmm. in some way binary questionable sure know, we'll say um, and even then like Lachlan Watson didn't necessarily want this to be a I'm here now. I'm right. not binary. Exactly. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a huge like, yeah. plot point, but mm -hmm. like, I think it's important that it's stated that yeah. like I think, I'm not cis. Honestly, I think the most important thing for me would be a pronoun switch. Mm. Yeah. Through this row. I think if a, if like if there is actually like a couple our episode arc or something even of like just like a of like mm. this person developing of this character Susie developing new pronouns and like wanting to be addressed that way and having mm. there be like a like a sub story arc behind that I think that's mm. really key. Although I'd also be really down with them just being like I'm non-binary and I'm still using the name Susie and she and her pronouns because that's yeah. also super valid. So True. like I'm just interested Absolutely. I'm interested to see what they do with that if if being non-binary is going to be a whole thing are mm. they going to change their name mm. are they going to change their pronouns because they don't have to by exactly. any means at all. Mm. So like that's mm. what I'm really fascinated by mm. is like you're right they are already living as themselves and who they are, like it doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. But I, 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 I feel like I like of, it to be a thing. Part of the thing with Dorothea, <laughs> though, I feel like is that they're on the cusp of living how they want to be, but mm -hmm. there's like their anxieties are holding. Them yes, back. Susie yeah. definitely still seems very uncomfortable in the way that they're living. Mm -hmm. Well, they're timid, is right. exactly, and they're trying to remove that from themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the reason that I'm very much I'm firmly in the camp of you absolutely have to state. Yep, this character yeah. has to state in general, like not just Susie, but in in general, like it's mm -hmm. it's the same problem that I'm having with Deadpool in the Deadpool movies, where yeah. you're like, oh, Deadpool's pansexual. Yeah, but like, show you, me, show like, me, say something. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, Ryan Reynolds can talk about it all he wants off screen, yeah. but like until you do it in the movie. Well, I'm sure true. I've heard that he wants yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that he wants yeah. that. He does. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that it's not because of him that that's yeah. not happening. That yeah. he's actually the one that's pushing for right. that to happen. But it's it's that thing. It's the oh well, uh, Dumbledore is gay, and it's like yeah, well, it's not in there. And honestly, you can't if it's say not that in, retroactively. Yeah, well, if it's no. not in the source. If it's not in the source material, and I know that there's a lot of other things that we could talk about with Rowling, but like well, she's a the, you mean the literal queen of retconning everything about her yeah. lore. Because that's what she did recently. Because that's all she does is she just completely rewrites her own. Movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I we have had many. I've had many a rant about this. But the reason that you need to kind of it needs to be stated is because if those outside of us yes. see it and it's not stated, it's not there, it's not physical, then. We are ignored. Right. It, and it's it goes over people's. Yeah. Willfully, in some ways, willfully, it goes right. over their heads. They, they argue, nope, that's not true. It's never stated. Mm -hmm. And so you literally have to kind of like hang a sign that says, like, queer motherfucker. Uh, which, A, if anyone would like to make me that t shirt, I will absolutely wear. I would like a neon sign. It's, that's a huge, that's that. a huge thing with yeah. musicians. That's a huge thing with musicians. Um, mm -hmm. Specifically, what, the artist that comes to mind for me is Sufjan Stevens. Because like he has some lyrics in his songs that are so explicitly gay, mm -hmm. but then like, there's a massive like amount of his fans who are like, nope, they're just fictional Can't stories. And also the primary one that I would say in terms of fame is Tyler the Creator. He released his Flower album. There's an entire song called Garden Shed, 
literally called Garden Shed, named after a closet where the entire song is him rapping about basically spo spoken word, talking about not being able to come into his own and come out as himself and like be like he has like these like is Tyler the creator queer? He's gay. I know nothing yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. queer. Yeah. He's queer. Oh, I had no and idea. like, well, because he came out as queer on this album, and like, people were ignoring it because like his entire because a huge thing that he addressed in the song was that like no one takes him seriously when he actually talks because everyone expects everything that he says and does is a joke, huh. and like so no, and there was literally people who were thinking that him coming out as gay was his next like joke. Yeah. Hmm. in 2017 and it's just like no if you actually like listen to like what he's really saying and be able to like even imply things to the ever so slightest degree that they're not hit over the head mm -hmm. and that's like one of the most fr frustrating things about like just and straight people who like in their analyses of like queer people in media is like they they're so like we, we don't want to be hit on the head with all of this like keep it just keep it out of our faces but if we do make it subtle mm. then that's it's just like there. it's willfully or unwillfully ignored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, the way they use Susie in the series because so much of their non, for lack of a better term, non-binaryness. I know that's not a yeah. thing. No, it's <laughs> okay. no, so much fine. of their non-binaryness yes. is kind of done in a aggressive manner. Yeah, like it's a lot of mm -hmm. um, like oh you like I forget some like this, but like it's a lot of like slurs and it's a lot mm -hmm. of like. Uh, boy, girl, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I will freely admit I loved the episode with the demonic possession. I agree with that. Yes. Like that, I did okay. really enjoy that episode, that even sad. though there was a lot of like that. You mean the principal like, getting possessed? No, no, no. The no. Uncle. Oh, the uncle. uncle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had him like, the exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that episode. That episode I really enjoyed, but yeah, at the same like time very, there was a lot uh, of like those trappings of like the the slurring and the like. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you, you think you this and that and ooh. I'm pretty sure, like, he definitely, like, he definitely, like, mm -hmm. calls her a dyke. Yeah. Like, or, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure multiple times in the show she's called that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's, like, are there positive, because I'm trying to think specifically, I mean, but are there positive portrayals within this that we see? Because I know that they exist, I just can't, I can't think of them as much as the negative. Well, well, I, I think, think, I think a lot of it comes yeah. between the intimacy between Susie and Roz. Yeah. And, like, mm -hmm. just the, just how genuinely supportive of each other they are. Yeah. And, like, how actually supportive their friendship really, really is in terms yeah. of, like, there's, like, this scene, like, where they're, like, literally, like, being held in each other's arms and it's adorable. And, like, just, yeah. and there's, like, a lot of just tenderness there. And I agree that there's a lot of aggression in terms of, because there's, like, but also in terms of, like, the part of, like, Susie a little bit, like, becoming sort of, like, more, like, boyish and stuff like that. Mm. And having, like, one of the things that she does to be that is, like, she, like, goes and wants to, like, fight the bullies and stuff like that mm. and have that be a whole thing. Bear, I'm not call trying to call you out or anything, but... <laughs> Bear fights the bullies? No. Well, well, Bear will okay. fight anyone. Yeah. No, I, okay, that's and pretty on brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very on brand. I'm a baseball yeah. bat. But yeah, big baseball bat. Yeah, I just no. got a new one. But yeah, and like, but no, I really do think that there's because like what I really like about it is they're totally because like part of what I think is drawing me towards Susie's non-binary representation and making me feel mm -hmm. positive about it is it actually does remind me of people that I know. Yeah, is that there is actually components of Susie mm -hmm. and their budding queerness that reminds me of people that I know during that phase of their life. 
and I think that's a really cool, like specifically how they're going for like the more like adventure boy sort of aesthetic, yeah. adventure boy, not, you know me, like, yeah. yeah. Which especially with the whole like, not Amelia Earhart relative, yeah, thing, exactly. makes sense, because yeah, exactly. she's kind of the stereotypical feet, well, not real, well, but I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This Amelia Earhart character yeah. themselves might also not be a woman. Yeah. And it's kind of like interesting to think that someone has a non-binary ancestor. Mm. So like that's kind of what exactly. I think. And I kind of like yeah. that is if they have like a blood ancestor that can like yeah. help them through this gender mm. discovery, yeah. like exactly. rather than like. I, like I think that's special I'm, something we don't ever get to see because yeah. like. Very yeah. few of us have family members that have. I will, I will that are say, I will say the absolute worst thing that I think the show could do with that. Hmm. The worst thing that I think the show could do with that is if like they're telling all these all these things, all these stories to Susie, and like they're just like, and you can be a woman anyway with all of this, hmm. and have that be a thing because they're so not leaning towards that being a thing, yeah. but they're so like clearly like. Yeah. Like my worry is that this ancestor is an evil demon. That is, mm, that is that's I, what I, yeah. they're kind of showing that there's something nefarious with this I ancestor. And well, I the don't ancestor know was like mm -hmm. cautious about the witches. Yeah. Right. Yes, but yeah. the yeah. ancestor. Wonder, they've also mentioned witch hunters a lot. I was like, was Dorothy a witch hunter? Also, but also, she leads her to do some very reckless things that yeah. very much put her in danger. Danger. Like, yeah. And. Like, I'm worried that this is not actually her ancestor and it's like a demon that's messing with her. What? And, yeah. I think, I think there is, I think maybe you're a, a version of that because, mm -hmm. she, but she has actual journals of the ancestor. Right. And that's where she's getting a lot of her stuff from. Well, it from. could be the demon. Yeah, but demons yeah. take the form right. of... Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take that. Yeah. But no, yeah, I like, was trying to find the right yeah. words and I couldn't. Like demons, so. and especially like, uh, to youth. I know that Susie's like an older youth, but at the same time, Still like, looking at the way demons yeah, exactly. uh, hypothetically work, is that they materialize as something trustworthy, as something like right. either uh, someone that you know or something familiar. That's why there are demons, uh, assuming that you believe in demons, there are demons that take the form of like Slender Man, even though Slender Man never existed way back in yeah. the day, but it's like a form of like, oh, you know, you know demons are keeping up with creepy Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, they gotta, they gotta. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work in the trades. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's not scary anymore. <laughs> Slender Man, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, scary. yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Um, that's my worry with that. I think, especially with that, it's like, okay, just be, like, good. But I love, I love the idea of her having this ancestor also because it shows that non-binary people exist. Exactly. It's not just exactly. a trend. Exactly. Right. And, like, yeah. if, like, this like, person... Whether like, it was stated verbally or not. Like, if this yeah. person didn't have, like, a term for it right. at that time, yeah. that doesn't matter. They were still, they were like, still embodying that, embodying that, yeah. Trans people have existed before we started talking about it. Like, just, I'm hoping that, like, the ancestors, like... And I know that the ancestor has spoken a little bit, but it's just, like, it takes on the old, like, affectation, like, oh, yeah, non-binary, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good... Yeah, Chat there, yeah. Well, let's talk about non-binary things. Forties <laughs> yeah. newscaster, yeah. I love her. Uh, not awesome. I mean, because that's gonna be one of the most important, like, because Susie's gonna get like a like a male like Boltzmann messenger hat, right? Like that needs to happen. Please let that happen. So, so. Like, yeah. like she gets like the little hat, the like the messenger. Cap. Yeah, oh, the yeah. newsies cap with the messenger oh. bag. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm here for that loop for Susie. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, the other... Actually, did, did y'all see the Christmas episode? No, I did not. Okay. We did okay. not. Um, things happen with Susie. Uh, Susie actually... There's actually a really good but bad moment in it where Susie gets the part of the elf uh, in Santa's village. Okay. But Santa is a creepy pervert who uh, turns the children to wax the people who are his elf. What? It's, it's very so, fucking so they, weird. So like, Susie like, has wanted this part forever. Because so it's, it's like a, a one-episode antagonist thing? Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, there, there are multiple antagonists in there, and honestly, I forget most of that one. Like, I remember I, I remember most of the series because I was really into it. The Christmas episode, I was just like, oh, I really yeah, we did, background. Really. But it was just like, I remember Susie really wanted this part, and part of it is because it's a magical Christmas elf. It's sure. this, like... Genderless thing. Genderless yeah. thing. And I know, yeah. It's like, yup, yup, yup. Uh, but at the same uh, time, like, Susie that's the, Even that and is a little Susie bit like, yeah. Encased in wax. You know. Yeah, like you do. Like, like it's, it's, it's the... Us all. I was gonna say, this feels like it's it's a very specific non-binary like issue. Just people trying to encase you in wax. It happens almost every day. Yeah. Outside. It's just, yeah. <laughs> just something you gotta deal with. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm not in the anymore. So, okay. Uh, now that now that I've committed that to a thing that people can search for, um, <laughs> let's let's ask the two questions we always ask at the end. Uh, did you know that? Did you know that actually House of Wax is actually an extremely transphobic movie, true. an extremely non-binary phobic movie? So are you telling me that we need to watch House of Wax for the podcast? <laughs> are we talking? Wait, are we talking the Paris Hilton the, version or the one before? Oh, clearly no, the Paris Hilton. Okay. Clearly yeah. the Paris Hilton. It's the version. only one that matters. <laughs> so excited. Okay. Um, so. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. The two questions we ask. Is right. it enjoyable and is it transphobic? Let's start with is it enjoyable? You can rate this like 1 to 10. You can make a noise that exemplifies how you feel about it. However you need to express, was this enjoyable? I mean, Bear, we've made a lot of the noises that we express how we feel about the show. Well, do you want to go first? I think my noise, because, I mean, for, for the is it transphobic? No, we're the, not on that question. Okay, 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 good, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, is it enjoyable? <laughs> so creepy. Yes. Okay. Spooky, there's creepy door. There's, 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 there is completely super enjoyable. It's. I would say it's enjoyable. I would say it's absolutely enjoyable. Like, if you want something fun to just binge watch, I think it's good for that. And I also think it looks absolutely amazing. Try not to put any stock into the dialogue. It's terrible. It's kind of hard with what a TV show. Is. <laughs> hey, hey, TV is a visual medium. Because that's like there's 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 things there's there's good things, and there's things that are absolutely terrible. And if I had to give it a number, I would actually probably just give it like straight up five. Okay. I, I would give it like a straight up five, right in the middle, maybe a six. If I'm being generous. So for those who are watching the video, and you can if you're watching it right now live, or if you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash isatransphobic, donate just a dollar a month and you can get these videos. You may have noticed that Bear kind of made a face. I might have made a face. <laughs> um, was it enjoyable? I wanted it to be. Bear, um, I, Bear I was with you watching it the yeah, whole time. It you enjoyed them speak. Yeah, rude. <laughs> It was a chore to get through. Binge watching is a bad idea. It's not gonna work. You need to watch something in between to remind yourself of what good dialogue sounds like. Oh. I'm sorry. It was tough to get through. I'm hoping the second season is much better because I agree. It hurt yeah. my head sometimes. No, it was more like a four. <laughs> 
<laughs> but again, like it looked so good, and there were the thing is like because it looked so good, and there were the three or four people that gave great performances. Like I'd still say it's worth it. Like I can't say it's. I can't all either. Bad. Like, yeah. But I was it enjoyable? No, it was a little painful. It was a little bit of a slog. Like, it, it was a little was, bit of a slog. It was hard. I just felt like I had to finish it. Hmm. Uh, so for me. I say, I, I'm gonna start with the number. I think I think it's seven out of 10. I actually really Great. enjoyed it, uh, both from a visual perspective. I was there with it the entire time. I knew, I, I'm not gonna say like, oh, I knew what this was, cause that like immediately kind of undercuts it or it makes it seem like it's like not good. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I know what yeah. this was. I knew what I was walking into. Exactly. This is like, I thought it actually exceeded my expectations. Uh, and it was really good to sort of follow up with uh, an artist that I've really enjoyed the work of for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, okay, great. I'm, I'm very happy for its success. And again, like that may have um, also colored how I went into it because I was like, oh yeah, I'm really excited. And then that intro that I know we haven't even talked about yet, which is that's such a good intro. It's an incredible. It's, like, it's such intro. a good intro. Yeah, so it was fantastic. And so it, it hit my expectations in just the right way. I say seven out of ten. For Great. Actually, I think in general, if you want to talk about just like aesthetics, also like the music's really good. Like oh, it's yeah, it's, it's like really well so executed good. and really like yeah. well chosen music. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, as much as much as I've like bashed it, and there were those oh, moments, and I can't oh, give it like any more than a seven just any, because there were those moments. Anything that involves like production value, yeah. like production value type stuff, it's very very good to flawless. Yeah. Like yeah. anything that involves the production value type stuff is very good to yeah. flawless. Mm -hmm. It's just where it falters is the rating. Mm -hmm. That's where it falters. Yeah. So yeah. so. Is it transphobic? Once again, this can be a number system, this could be just a noise, something. Okay, um, okay, I guess <laughs> I'll go ahead first again. So, for is it transphobic? Um, right now, I would say no, mm. but I also don't think it takes, I don't think it pushes itself enough to potentially even be transphobic. Mm. And, because, but what I will say right now, is there is both potential for it to be very good transfer representation, mm. and there's potential for it to be very transphobic. And it's all going to center around like what we were talking about just before this with Susie, how they do that character's arc, how they do like how yeah, how they do that character's arc and how people respond to that character's arc too. And and I think it's gonna be something that's gonna be something that they have to take a lot of care with. Um because I I think that they are treading on thin ice, but it's also thin ice that could potent thin ice that could potentially lead to something very fru very fruitful. So. Yeah, I give it a big old question mark. Yep. Like you said, like Basically. there's not enough trans stuff for me to even say what because they still I think the trans stuff wasn't clear enough for me to give an answer on it. They're I feel like only the queer people picked up on it mm. and most of the cis probably didn't even notice. They play it safe. Um mm. so like I just don't feel like I can even answer the question because I wouldn't feel right with a yes or a no. Okay. Kind of dipping your toes in. I so for me, I I don't know if I want to give it a number. I don't think mm -hmm. I want to give it a number. I don't same, know if same. I necessarily want to give it a noise either. I think I just feel I feel like the the backstage politics of it are they're doing that right. Right. I agree. think that that's great. It's um, a very Elizabeth Warren show. I feel what? What? Like Elizabeth Warren in terms of that she, she had like I'm talking about the politician Elizabeth Warren. No, we know, but I don't like, know what you mean no, by that at all. Like good intentions, but clumsy. Essentially, like good intentions, but like kind of like yeah. Except that Elizabeth Warren's a bad okay, person. Okay, but I no, I, I also agree with that to an extent. And we but we were I also just saying that, that the like, backstage is good. 
No. So okay, more maybe more of a bit of a Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson. Okay. Like in terms of like just like trying to be something that's like good, but like completely stumbling over yourself at the same time. I like, agree with that. It's very like liberal. Yeah, it's like, like very liberal. Like okay. Story. I don't. So. That's but to continue good. my journey, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so right. yeah, I think that the the backstage politics of it, they're doing that right. Yes. They're hiring people uh, and they're listening to them. It seems like um, that said, what we're seeing reflected, um, I don't know that we're there yet. Kind of like kind of like what you were both saying, yeah. where it's like I don't know if we're pushing that far. I think that they do push it though. I think that they make it even mm -hmm. if they're not clear as far as like making a definitive I am this and the thing there's still there are a lot of evidence that um, Susie is dealing with a lot of anti, anti specifically anti non-binary hate mm -hmm. specifically anti um, gender norm hate right. or pro gender norm hate for lack of better yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah and because of that it makes it a little tough because again like I had a hard time remembering the, the positive moments right and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good or bad thing but at the same time it's just like I don't know that's 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 a whole other thing yeah. so I don't think this is one of the rare cases on this show because we get we don't get blasted but I get a lot of people who when I talk to them about the podcast they're like so everything's transphobic right and it was like well no. I mean no, no but no. mostly <laughs> and I think that the, the nuance yeah. is more like yeah can be, but it can also be enjoyable. Um, and so for this, I don't think that it necessarily goes far enough to say, kind of like what you both were saying, but at the same time, like I think it actually goes a lot farther than people... I I think people give it more credit right now, but I think that it gets I, its credit because of its backstage politics, yes. which I do agree with. So. I think it will earn its... I'm hoping it earns its credit in the second season. Yeah, well that's yeah. the thing, is all of this is based on the second season. Yeah. Yeah. And like... Mm -hmm. And I and that's the thing is like I I can be patient for a first season, but after the second season, mm -hmm. I think like once that's when we start to lose patience about yeah. like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And also like yeah, in general with like the bullying, and there also is like there's whole like I said before like she Susie was called like a dyke several times yeah. during the show. There's definitely like also like a just a general queer phobia aspect yeah. to it. And I think they should also explore that with the town itself because yeah. like this is clearly this is sort of like this rural conservative type town mm -hmm. in contrast with like the free spirit, frivolous witches and stuff like that and having that be a whole thing and like mm -hmm. I, and I do also think in terms of like queer stuff that they mm -hmm. and being trans that they want to make it a little bit less hypersexualized yeah. and I think and I think Susie's a great person to do that with yeah. I think she's perfect for that mm -hmm. yeah so awesome uh, let's wrap this up tell right. people how to find you online if you want them to if not oh. just that's fine yeah. <laughs> alright if you're promoting anything that's great if not just yeah just uh, thank, you, thank you, thank you, Hi, uh, you can find my Instagram at Bear the Princess of Darkness, and I also do the drag, uh, so you can find my drag Insta at Barely Legal Queen, name to change soon, so I guess that depends on when this comes out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I, I am kind of in the process of trying to get things started, um, I, I just have like basic Facebook, I don't use that much stuff, Facebook sort of gains, whatever. Um, but for me, I'm trying to get back on my feet in, in regards to writing some stuff and figuring out some stories. And actually, I if people like my contributions to this, I'm maybe trying to start a blog of my own at some point and trying to figure out some 
more specifically about um, music and movies and anime, but mm -hmm. definitely trying to maybe start my own little thingy mobopper, but I have no idea what that's going to be like, so cool. Stay tuned! That's Stay awesome. tuned for Sawyer yeah. Creativity. Mm -hmm. Let us let us know, we'll, we'll promote you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, you can follow me at, uh, at the Twitter handle at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, and then the number four. Um, you can also follow Is It Transphobic on Twitter at Is It Transphobic. Uh, you can support our Patreon. Again, one dollar a month is all you need to support in order to get access to the videos. You can watch past videos, things like that. Um, and that is patreon.com slash Is It Transphobic. Um, and finally, I'm doing a show in April. Yay. It's awesome. I'm actually doing multiple shows. This, I'm, I'm fascinated by how the next three months are going to go. Um, but yeah, we're doing Generation Lazy in April at the Tank. Uh, that's a show that I've written and my friend Laura Fox and I are producing. Um, it's all about millennials and how they kill all industries. You're and, welcome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Never have the energy, but are so lazy. Snowflake. Um, Generation somehow. Snowflake. Yeah, we're murdering everything, and they wonder why we have why we're lazy. Why we're Generation just, we just can't get anything else done. Um, that uh, I'm also working with on Stopless Theater for a show in March. I oh. think we've settled on a title, but I'm just gonna say just look out for that in March. Uh, I love them. Yeah. I love them so much. They're, they're wonderful. Actually, that's how we met. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. 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 Trans 101. Yeah. You should also check out Trans 101. Yeah, the Trans Literacy Project is what it's called on YouTube. Uh, I'll try and get a link in the description. I probably yeah. Will. They they but, they met through that. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a spiritual friend. Yeah. That's all you are. That's what I'm going <laughs> for. That's how I should have introduced myself the entire show. Awesome. Spiritual friend. Great, so let's end it by doing something visual so that the people on Patreon are getting something for their money. Yeah, something visual. Put, you can't see it put, unless you put, subscribe. Put. <laughs> awesome, thank uh, you so much. That, thank yay. you so much for watching. That's the visual um, you get. You love you <laughs> more gay. You just get more gay. More gay for your buck. That doesn't work. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's fine. Oh, thank you both so much. Thank you. Yeah, this thank is great. You. Yeah, I feel yeah, like this I'm is sorry a very that, like, classic post-first post podcast thing, but I gotta go to the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. Alright, cool. Thanks, Bear. I am so mad that I can't find anything right now. Anyway, yep, yeah, it's fine. That's I'll figure it out. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.